Hello and welcome to A Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwin. So today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Um, I'm not an overly Valentine-y type person. <laughs> I mean, any excuse to express my love to my family. Um, that doesn't need any additional day to tell me to do that. But, you know, I'm not particularly bothered about it. You know, I won't be fussed about big gestures or flowers or evening outs. And to be honest, my favourite meal to go out for is breakfast. I love going out for breakfast rather than an evening meal because that's me. I'm far more happy being like completely chilled and relaxed rather than like the formality of an evening meal, particularly on a day like today when it's all that additional pressure for people to live up to like that hallmark romance. But all that aside, I want to, I do want to talk to you today about love, but I want to talk to you about what I consider the most important kind of love. And that is self-love. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking like, what is for me the, the biggest idea of self-love? Now, when we read magazines, they talk about self-care and they talk about self-love as, you know, pampering yourself and making time for yourself to go for a massage, to do some meditation or whatever it may be. And whilst that's really important, I think we can go deeper. And so I was thinking about this and I was thinking about, you know, real love of self is really about honouring your own needs. And I thought, okay, that's nice. And I thought, okay, and if we went deeper, (laughs) what would that really look like? And for me, it came back to this idea very much about truth and integrity, like integrity being integrous of wholeness. And, you know, the word authentic and integrity are very much banded around today. But if we really go back to those words and what they truly mean, it's like, for me, that self-love is absolute truth with yourself and to have that integrity with yourself which is really, really hard because since we were tiny, we've been conditioned about how we should behave, how we should prioritise other people through our friends, through our families, through our cultures, through our religion, through our education, through society. It's everyone's telling us like how you should be, what success looks like. This is what love looks like. This is how you should behave. This is how you have to spend your days, your weeks, your months, your years, your life. This is what success looks like. And so it's really easy to lose touch with our own truth. And not only that, it gets really easy to lie to ourselves. Oh yeah, everything's fine. And it's not. Oh no, I'm really happy, honestly. And you're not. Or you look around and you think you should be happy. But inside you're not. Your soul is craving for more. And any time our soul is longing, any time we don't feel fulfilled, it's because we're not being honest with ourselves. We're not being true to ourselves. We are not owning the magnificence of who we really are. So when we look at the idea of self-love, I really want us to look at it through the lens of the ultimate act of love that you could ever give yourself is that idea of really stepping into the fullness of who you are, honouring what you are here to do, fulfil, whether you call it a a soul path, a life purpose, it doesn't matter the language that you use, but it's that deep knowing inside of yourself that you are here to express something in particular. And anytime you feel 
anything less than. You feel annoyed, angry, frustrated, overwhelmed, unhappy, of course, not sure what you should be doing with your life, feeling like you haven't achieved everything you wanted to do. There's that energy of, I suppose actually, not loving yourself enough to say yes to yourself. So I want to talk to you today from a very practical point of view about how every day you can show up for yourself and show yourself love daily. Now, this isn't grand gestures of, you know, two dozen red roses or incredible boxes of chocolates or diamond rings, but this is practical things that you can do daily and just start to prioritise yourself. So you start to remember the magic of who you are. That's the most important thing, because as you know, if you've listened to my podcast, I absolutely believe that you are the magic. When we, I mean, I'll share like a little spell work for you as well about this, the energy of self-love. But when we do magic, when we want to create change in our life, consistent change, change that lasts, it's like it starts with us. It starts with the integrity of our energy, our values, our alignment with our truth. And when that happens, the whole world around us changes. But it starts with us not looking outside of ourselves, but it starts with us owning that we have that power inside of ourselves. So when we look at truth and integrity, it really is about honouring you for who you are in all of your glorious, imperfectly perfectness. It's about honouring your needs and desires. What is it you really need? Oh, nothing. I'm fine. Really? Are you being honest? Do you want a day off? Oh, no, no, I'll keep going. Are you being honest with yourself? You know, and it's like asking yourself, what is it that you really need? What is it that your heart desires? You might not be able to give it to yourself today, but you owe it to yourself to at least admit there is something that you want in the world, something you'd like to do, stop doing, something you'd like to achieve, something you would just like to live your life with a value or a an emotion front and centre of your life. And just say, yeah, that's what I would really want. That's what I desire from life. It's about honouring your own rhythms. So, you know, we talk about, we have this really weird thing in our culture, isn't it? It's like, I know that quite often I'm really productive at night because it's dark, it's quiet, (laughs) the curtains are closed, and I can just go into like a cave energy of being productive. And yet I still feel guilty about sleeping in the next morning, even though I might not have even had eight hours of sleep from when I finished to when I feel like should get up. Or if you know the doorbell goes and it's the postman, I feel guilty for being in my dressing gown and, and feeling like saying, oh, actually, I'm, you know, I've been up for ages. Um, <laughs> but we have this real idea that if people that get up early are good, you know, and people that go to bed late are slovenly. And it's ridiculous. It's like, honour your rhythms. Perhaps you are a night owl or perhaps you're an early bird. But to know which one suits you best and to honour that, to honour your own natural rhythms. If you have any kind of menstrual cycle, it's knowing that throughout the month, your energy is going to ebb and flow. Sometimes feeling really lit, ready to go, and sometimes just wanting to hunker down and rest. And knowing when that happens in your cycle and to honour that, that alone is life changing in itself. And I think the other thing about self-love, as I was thinking about this, is like, what makes you feel safe? Again, I, I say this a lot of my work. It's not very sexy, 
but it is very important. How can you feel safe with yourself? How can you feel safe in your physicality? How can you feel safe honouring your own emotions? How can you feel safe expressing your own beliefs, values, form of spirituality, whatever it is. It's like, how can you allow yourself to feel safe? And I don't mean safe in as you're expressing it to the world. And how can you feel safe expressing it to the world? But I mean, how can you feel safe just expressing it to you first of allowing yourself to hold yourself with love and compassion? So as we think about this idea of self-love. We know we're not loving ourselves because we spend so much time in not being ourselves, pretending to be something that we're not, pretending to want something that we don't really want, accepting things, settling for things when our hearts are going no. And every time we do that, it's an act of self-betrayal. Every time we look out of ourself for validation, it's an act of self-betrayal. Of course, get advice, seek counsel, get support. But ultimately, the decision rests with you. You are not here. You know, how many times you've gone, oh, I've got something I need to do. How do I do it? And then you go and ask everyone, what what should I do? What should I do? What should I do? And everyone gives you these answers. And it's almost like you're creating a life built on consensus of other people's opinions of what you should do instead of you claiming responsibility and going actually it's my life this is what feels good for me what makes you feel expansive warm and glowy inside it's like what is that right choice for you that that just lands and you know those choices they just feel like home you're like yes this is what I want to do so to get you to that point where you can feel and go oh, that's the right choice for me. It might not be the easy choice, but to know it's the right choice comes down to this energy of what I said at the beginning. It's like this self-love being that energy of truth. And the only way we can recognise that truth is to trust ourselves. And we often don't trust ourselves. It's like, how many times have you made a promise to yourself that you've broken? Now, we know that we don't trust people who constantly lie to us. You might let them off the first time or maybe the second time. But that friend that's always like, yeah, yeah, I'll be there on time. I'll be there on time. And you know, they're not going to be. It's like, you're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it all before. Or worse, when people tell lies and you're just like, oh my God, did they not know (laughs) that I I know that they're lying or they get caught out and you lose trust with people that lie to you. And yet when you lie to yourself, you think, oh, well, it doesn't matter. You say to yourself, oh, I'm going to go to bed before midnight. And you don't. You've just lied to yourself. Your body knows that you've lied to yourself. Oh, I'm going to definitely have that difficult conversation with my boss tomorrow. And then you don't. Again, you have lied to yourself. Your body knows. And what happens with um, people that lie to us, we don't trust them. So the more you lie to yourself, even if you think they're tiny, you stop trusting yourself. And then when we don't trust ourselves, we lose connection with our own senses. Whereas we want you to come to your senses, quite literally, so that you can trust yourself again, so you can feel safe in your body, so that you can choose and prioritise yourself. So that you're like, God damn it, yes, I am turning up for myself daily. So we can start by keeping those promises to ourselves. Yes, I am going to go to bed 
earlier than usual. And then if it's like half past midnight and you usually go to bed at one, you still told yourself a truth. Start by making small promises to yourself. Like I'm going to drink an extra glass of water. Well, that's easy. Even if it gets, you know, quite late, you're like, oh, better have some water quickly. You know, whatever it is, start making those smaller promises to yourself. Show up for yourself daily by saying no to other people. And we'll talk more about boundaries in a minute because I think that needs a, a you know a bit more to say. But say no to others. Say yes to yourself. Say yes to your dreams. Say yes to your desires. Say yes to pleasure. Say yes to allowing yourself to have more. Say yes to all the things that you have said no to in the past for fear of judgment, for fear of expectations, for making sure that everyone else is sorted out first. It's like say yes to yourself. Say yes to resting. Say yes to creation, just for the fun of creation. People often love creating when they're children. In fact, we learn to draw before we can even, you know, before we can even write. We we are singing and dancing before we can even know how to string a sentence together. It's just what we do. We learn through that, that ex- energy of creation and expression. And then as we get older, we're like, oh, no, I can't draw. Oh, no, no, I can't sing. Oh, no, I'm a terrible dancer. So we think we stop it. And it's like this idea that we have to be productive with our art, that we have to be um, really good at doing something or it's not worth doing. We forget that we can just be creative for the fun of it. In fact, um, this person I once knew, they were an incredible artist and they used to do these really amazing um, drawings just for themselves. And someone was like, oh my God, this is so good. You should sell your artwork. And she said to me, do I have to, Rebecca? (laughs) And I hope you can guess my answer. I was like, no, you don't have to. Because the second you sell it, you step into a business and then it's all about, you know, how how to market it, how to, you know, how to add, how to create value, how to choose a value for your artwork. It becomes a business and then it becomes about having to do the art instead of just doing it for yourself. And the look of relief on her face was incredible. Could she have sold her artwork? Absolutely, she could have done. It was beautiful. But she did it for her. She did it as her release for herself, for her time for herself, for her just absolute enjoyment. She didn't want to do it as a business. And it's like, you're allowed to do some things just for yourself. You're allowed to create art, which is just stick men. You know, (laughs) it doesn't have to be gallery worthy. You don't have to, you know, playing an orchestra just to be able to have fun playing an instrument badly. It's like, give yourself time just to create. And equally, give yourself time just to be. We are so conditioned to be productive, to achieve, 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 to do more, to be busy, to keep going, to aim higher, to dream bigger, all of those things. And yes, absolutely do them if it makes you feel warm inside, if it brings you the energy of really good expansion and soul expression. However, we're not very good at being, just being and allowing yourself to do nothing, to achieve nothing, just to be in that moment and enjoy being with yourself, to enjoy the sun on your skin, to enjoy the cosiness of your couch, just to be. When was the last time you just let yourself be? 
and without <laughs> without any guilt attached. And just, you know, someone years ago once said to me, they went, oh my gosh, look at that horse running through the field. And I just looked at it and I was like, oh yeah, that's nice. And then they said, isn't it wonderful that the horse is just running for the sheer enjoyment of frolicking? And it was, it was like, you know, jumping through the field, shaking its mane. It was just looking like it was having a brilliant time. It's a very young horse. And I remember thinking, wow, it's running just for the fun of feeling its body, feeling the wind through its hair. And it's like, we need to live more like that, of just the enjoyment of being ourselves, just the enjoyment of walking, running, dancing, whatever it may be, but just to do it for the pure pleasure of it. Showing up for yourself daily with self-love could look like forgiving yourself, recognising that you're not perfect and that we make mistakes. But to reframe that idea of going, oh yeah, every person I've ever spoken to who has trouble, like, oh my God, it just has to be perfect before I can launch X, Y, or Z. Or it has to be perfect before I can do X, Y, or Z. And it's like, perfect for who? Whose idea of perfection are you trying to achieve? Because likelihood, it's not going to be yours. It's like we put this like idea of perfection up on a pedestal that we can never actually attain or achieve. Or even if you did get to what you were thought was perfect, you're going to be hugely disappointed because it's just like, oh, okay, now what? <laughs> it's like, oh, I've done what I thought I should do, but was it really aligned for you? Which is where we come back to the idea of truth and integrity. What is it you really want? You know, what's important to you? And you might be like, oh yes, it's got to be perfect. But why is that important to you? What's the truth behind that? And the chances are it'll be like, oh, you haven't felt good enough in the past. You have something to prove that... Ex this person had always instilled this in you and that's how you receive love. There'll be some story, but it won't be because this is what you wanted to do to express the truth of who you were. Showing up for yourself daily looks like observing some of your thoughts, you know, no judgment, remaining curious. When we think thoughts, particularly negative thoughts, just ask yourself, is this true? you know, oh God, I'm just not good enough. I fail every single time. Really? Is that true? Or could you have done better this time round? And if you could have done better, how could you have done better? Did you need more experience, more skills, more support? And instead of kind of berating yourself up and going on that spiral of decline, it's like put it into neutral and say, okay, it's just information. The information tells me I didn't get the results that I wanted. Now, in the past, you might have called that failing, but if you just look at it as data, you're like, oh, I didn't get the result that I wanted. How could I do it differently next time? What else did I need? What had I missed? It's just data. And then when something goes really, really well, again, it's just data. What can you what can you learn from what worked well? Did you get extra support? Did you honour your own rhythms? Did you have ample knowledge? It's like failing, air quotes, failing, and, you know, air quotes, success. It's like all of it is just data. Take the data, learn from it, use it, refine it, and move on. So <laughs> it's why I think witches were like the first scientists, because <laughs> it's like that idea, isn't it? It's like you have an idea, you test it, you take the information, and you move forward. And that might have looked like, oh, look, this mushroom looks good. <laughs> Here we go, have it in a tea. 
oops, <laughs> that person didn't survive. Okay, not to use that mushroom again. <laughs> Let's try this herb instead this time. You know, and it's just like having that idea, testing it. Please don't eat any mushrooms that might poison you. Um, but, you know, having an idea about something in your life, whether it's a project, whether it's a hobby, whether it's a passion, whether it's a career change, it doesn't matter. It's like, try it. Does it work? Does it need refining? Do you need to do more of it? And then move on. It's like if we can show up for ourselves daily with that idea of curiosity, with awe and wonder, it gives us the chance to change everything. We no longer get married to our ideas or our dreams and it allows us to make the, the most and the best of the opportunities that come our way. So it really is about this like love of self, embracing all of yourself as my favourite phrase is like taking up all of the space, becoming full of yourself, full of your your values, your dreams, your desires, full of your sense of humour, your personality. And it's like just really showing up and celebrating and enjoying all of that. Will some people not appreciate you doing that? Of course they will. But who cares? Because if they're not going to support you in the fullness of who you are, they're not really the people that you want on your cheer squad anyway. Yeah. And it's like you might still have to have those people in your life, but maybe it's just like managing the amount of time that you spend with them. Because this is about getting really clear on who you are and how you're moving forward, showing up in the truth of who you are as you embrace the magic of who you are. Which actually brings us into a good place to talk about boundaries. So boundaries are really important. And, you know, I've I've talked about this many times before, but it's really important for us to have boundaries in the world more than ever because or more important than all of them, I think, is to have our energetic boundaries of knowing what is our stuff, fears, worries, excitement, dreams and what belongs to other people. Because it's really easy for people to project onto us if we are feeling tired, run down, if we are not full of ourselves, if we are not taking up space, if we are not honouring and doing the things that make us feel more like ourselves. It becomes really easy for us to be confused, doubt ourselves, compare ourselves to others, not feel good enough. And then everyone else's, whether it's family, friends, culture, religion, society, whatever it is, it becomes really easy for them to project onto us. And we start taking up their beliefs. Oh, yeah, I should do this. Not I'm at this age and this should have happened or you know what, I'm not really happy with this particular relationship, but you know, it's not that bad. It could be worse. And we just move into that energy of settling. And it's just like that downward spiral of just allowing yourself to be consumed by more and more by other people's judgments and expectations, which then has you doubting yourself more, which has you then looking outside of yourself for external validation, which has yourself being more susceptible to everyone else's desires and opinions for you. And it's like, ugh, and you just become that, you know, that shell of yourself. And actually, we want you to be rich in the fullness of who you are, because not only is that more fun for you and more fulfilling for you and more pleasurable for you and more joyful for you, but everyone around you benefits from that too. When you are in the fullness of who you are, it's like you radiate that magic from within you. And that's so much better and inspiring for everyone else around you because you can show up with integrity. You show up with truth. You show up in your own wisdom. And that's a beautiful thing to witness. So when we're looking at boundaries, 
it's like let's look at boundaries with others first of all so we have our personal boundaries and you know people this is the one boundary most people are aware of it's like oh no they're too close step back yeah but we also have boundaries about people being in your space outstaying their welcome perhaps people just invite themselves over to your home and it's like maybe you need to put time scales around people visiting or saying no to visiting or asking people to leave it's like how do people encroach on your own personal boundaries your physical boundaries but also your personal space it could be your workspace it could be people going oh you're going past that way anywhere can you just give me a lift <laughs> and that once turns into a whole you know it turns into every day and it's like where do you need to put boundaries on your own personal boundaries of personal space which also actually kind of comes into personal time too where do people encroach upon your time um that could be in anywhere it could be with them offloading it could be asking them to help you to help other things it's like where are people I was about to say stealing, but that's what's happening. You know, stealing your time more. And it's like, no. Um, looking at that, it could be very much about boundaries around your material possessions, which actually you know could include time as well. But where do people just help themselves to your stuff? Where do they ask to borrow stuff and either not return it or return it in a really bad condition? It's like, where do you need to say no? Where do you need to draw that line? It could be emotional boundaries when people dismiss how you feel or they're like, oh, my God, you're so high maintenance. You know, it's funny, isn't it? When um, people are often like, oh, women are, are like the, mo- the most emotional of the sexes. You know, that, that old phrase that we used to use. And it's like, really, are we the most emotional? I don't think we are really. And yet it's OK for like that, like that that idea of a man slamming his hands on a boardroom table, being really angry and shouting. And for some reason, we don't think that's an emotion. (laughs) And it's like, hmm, really? So it's like, where are your emotions being dismissed? Where are you being told you are too much? Because I actually think if you're being being told you're too much, you're on the right track. Um, <laughs> but really, it's like, where do people dismiss your emotions or telling telling you you're being too sensitive? Um, again, where do you need to draw a boundary with that? And your intellectual boundaries. Where do people tell you that your beliefs, your values aren't valid or they completely ignore your beliefs, completely ignore your values? Um, I can always remember I was um, 13 when I went vegetarian. So I've been vegetarian for quite a few, quite a long time now. And these days you get anywhere and you can get vegetarian food. It's, you know, it's no big deal at all. When I was younger, the only vegetarian restaurant that I knew of in the UK, I lived in Cornwall, which is on the west, the southwest of the UK. And the only vegetarian restaurant I knew was in London, which was like the southeast, like completely the opposite side of the country. And I went to my auntie's for Christmas dinner and she was like, oh, I know you're vegetarian, but you eat chicken, don't you? And then the next year it was, oh, I know you're vegetarian, but you eat pork, don't you? Because she'd made minestrone soup. And I was like, "Um, nope and nope. But it's like, where are people dismissing your values? It's like, I didn't want to eat meat, but because I was a child, I wasn't allowed to have my own values. Um, So it's like, where are people dismissing that for you? Those intellectual boundaries. But then also, there's your boundaries with yourself. And that could look like, again, saying yes, saying no to yourself 
um, that yes, you want to do more of something. So letting yourself do it, saying no, that habit is no longer serving me and stopping yourself from doing it. It could look like leaving a party or an event when you wanted to because you'd had enough without feeling like you had to stay to the end to be polite or give your, you know, make up an excuse about it. When you promise yourself you're not going to call someone like a ex person that was in your life and, you know, having that boundary and deleting that information. A boundary with yourself could be like, it's the weekend. I'm not checking my worky emails or I'm going for a hike and actually I'm going to leave my phone behind because I, you know, I want to have that time to myself. It looks like that boundary with yourself is actually giving yourself what you need, not just saying, oh yeah, I'll do it when, but saying yes to yourself and doing it for yourself now. It looks like whatever you want to put in place around water, around food, around sleep, around exercise, around looking after your physicality. What boundaries do you need to put around about your physical health, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health? What do you need to do to honour your personal rhythms? We spoke about this at the mo- uh, um, earlier, but if you're a morning person, how can you honour that? If you're a night owl, how can you honour that? How can you set up your life where possible? to honour those boundaries with who you are, which again, when you have all of those boundaries in in place, they make you feel safe. When you feel safe, you are more likely to show up in the truth of who you are. When you show up in the truth of who you are, you're showing up with truth and integrity, that energy of wholeness, and that's self-love. Okay, so what can you make a promise to yourself today that you can honour out of everything that we've spoken about today. Perhaps it is just about saying to yourself, oh, do you know what? I'm going to take some time to really get to know what my dreams and desires are. Oh, Rebecca said something about honouring my natural rhythms. I'd not thought about that. What can I do to learn more about that? Send me a message, one of my favourite subjects, (laughs) and I will be doing a podcast on it. But um. Yes, I have lots of resources on my website to go and learn about that. It's like, maybe you're like, oh, actually, I want to, I've always wanted to spend some more time singing, but I thought I couldn't. But now I'm just going to sing my heart's, you know, my heart's desire and give yourself permission to do that. Perhaps you're going to choose one of the boundaries, you know, personal boundaries, material boundaries, time boundaries, intellectual boundaries, or perhaps there's a boundary with self that you're like, oops, yeah, I feel called out with that one. I need to focus on that one. Don't, 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 (laughs) don't try and do it all at once. Just pick one area and think, you know what? I'm just going to make that one area. Because if it's like, if you were on a plane and the, the plane, you thought you were going from A to B, but actually that plane just made a one or two degree course correction it would end up in a completely different location. If you were on the plane, you wouldn't notice. Yeah, that that course correction is so, so tight, so tiny. But when you continually make that course correction and then you do another one and another one and another one that is so tiny that during your day, you can't even notice. Oh yeah, I'm just going to drink a little bit more water. You drink a little bit more water. Oh my goodness, I'm starting to trust myself. You know, well, it might take more than a glass of water. But you know, when you're making those small little promises to yourself, in that moment, it might not feel like you're making any significant change in your life. But one month, two months, three months down the line, when you look back, 
you're like, oh my goodness, look at that change. And you are in a completely different location from where you are right now. And it just starts with you saying, I matter. And I matter enough that I'm going to start prioritising myself. You might feel completely lost. You might absolutely love and adore yourself already. It doesn't matter. You are here to, I believe, to show up in the fullness of who you are. And we can only do that when we recognise and value ourselves deeply. You know, there's that that saying, isn't there? It's like, um, we only value what we have relationship with. So if you can start to build a relationship with yourself through this idea of self-love, it's like, well, you're going to start to value yourself more. You'll start to value your needs and your desires. You'll start to value yourself and put those boundaries in place. So even if you have absolute self-loathing right now, which I hope to goodness that's not true, or even if you absolutely love and adore yourself right now, it's like there will be a place to make tiny weeny changes. Those incremental changes, no matter what position you're in, will make a difference to your life. Like I say, even if you just choose to go, ah, I'm a night owl. I'm going to allow myself to stay up later and wake up later. Or say to yourself, do you know what? I actually deeply need rest right now. Because having worked with people in like a I don't know what you would really call it, in a professional capacity, in like coaching and kinesiology for over 20 years. If you don't start choosing you, (laughs) you will choose you. (laughs) As in you, that innermost you. Many, many people, well, actually pretty much most of the people that when I first started practicing kinesiology, they would come to me with some kind of ailment that they thought was because of an allergy or something like that. And 95% of the times it was emotional, but it was like the physical manifestation was the only way that they gave themselves permission to look at what was going on in their body. And it's like, we don't want you to get there. Now, of course, don't get me wrong. People get sick just because they get sick. But a lot of the time when people were coming to see me, it's like they had tried all sorts of other things and, you know, last resort, I'll try something that seems a little bit weird. Um, but it was always emotional. So if we ignore ourselves, we can ignore ourselves like intellectually for, for a while. And then that will come out in our emotions. And then when our emotions aren't getting like not feeling fulfilled, feeling dissatisfied, feeling annoyed and angry, frustrated, all of those things. When we ignore that, then our body will give us physical symptoms and be like, come on now, pay attention. So Start focusing on yourself now because we don't want that to happen. (laughs) And I, you know, I speak that from my own personal experience. I first got involved with kinesiology um, with really, really severe eczema at the age of like 19. And I I did actually have a a physical reason for having the kinesiology, for having the eczema. But I'd probably say about 60% of it was emotional, unresolved stuff from um, from childhood and how that was showing up in relationships as I'd grown up. So a lot of symptoms, a lot of ailments, a lot of frustration, anger, you know, a lot of feeling unfulfilled can all trace back to you abandoning yourself. And we start to reclaim ourselves to have that reclamation of our own relationship with ourselves. By just saying, do you know what? I matter. I'm going to hold myself with love and compassion. 
and I'm going to start to be honest with myself and I'm going to start to speak to myself and live my life with integrity, that energy of wholeness. Like I say, you don't have to tell everyone what you're doing. This isn't about being honest with everyone around you to start with. It's like, be honest with yourself first of all. Hold yourself with love and compassion and take tiny weeny baby steps from there. Okay, so let me know where you are going to start, which, what are you going to start with? What part really resonated with you? Come and share with with us in our community. And I look forward to, oh no, I haven't finished yet because I said I'd share a little love spell with you. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about all of these things. So yeah, let, but do let us, let me know which of this resonated with you. And then for you to add a little bit of magic to this, I want you to make a commitment to yourself. So I want you to get a piece of paper and um, get a pen. Now it can be any kind of piece of paper, but maybe you have some fancy paper that you say for best. You deserve the best. So get your fanciest paper. Now we can bring in a little bit of um, colour magic. So if you have different colour pens, crayons, felt tips, it doesn't matter. Choose a colour that resonates for self-love for you. Now, traditionally, that might be the colour red for passion or pink for compassion um, and kindness. And Or you might think, oh, actually, Rebecca, gold feels like the colour for me. Or it doesn't matter what colour, but choose a colour that resonates for the love you want to hold for yourself. Write to dear universe, or you could write it to yourself or to a god or a goddess that you work with or, you know, whatever resonates for you. Write to that person in that colour and tell them what you are dedicating to, that you dedicate to work towards being more you, that you are going to start to honour your own needs or you declare from this moment forward you will never abandon or betray yourself ever again. Whatever language feels good for you, what is the commitment, the promise, the dedication you are making for yourself? Sign it your name and date it. Okay. And then what you might want to do is if you use essential oils, again, think of an oil that might be resonant for self-love, for compassion, for healing, for even motivation. It's like maybe you need to want to clear the channels and you could use peppermint or eucalyptus oil. Perhaps you want to step into the energy of feeling back in your senses and feeling sensual. So maybe it's one of the flowers like jasmine or rose. Maybe you, you know, there's just your favourite essential oil and it's like you just love it every time you smell it. So put a few drops of oil onto your piece of paper or maybe you have some herbs and you have some rose petals and you can sprinkle some rose petals over your paper. Whatever feels good to you because when we bring in the other allies of the plants, um, again, that just adds another layer of connection. And then roll it up. So now you have a scroll and then get a piece of ribbon. Again, you can bring... It could be any kind of ribbon that you have to be practical, but it could be a special piece of ribbon that you've saved from a present that you've had, or it could be ribbon that you have that the colour is, is important to you. Again, it could be reds or pinks or blues or whatever feels good. You could write on the ribbon if it's like that flat ribbon that you get, and you could just write on there words of affirmation, love, nourishment, cherished honoured and words that are important to you and your relationship with yourself as you move forward and then get that ribbon tie it around your scroll and as you're tying have that intention that as you knot the bow the ribbon 
that you are locking in that commitment and that promise to yourself. Now, this is a really beautiful thing if you can do this between now and Wednesday, because on Wednesday we have the full moon in Leo. Leo is all about being courageous. It's bold. It's being centre stage. It's taking up the fullness, the expression of the truth of who you are. So if you could do it between now and the full moon, the full moon you're going to have that energy of courageous love, of loving yourself boldly. And you could put it on your windowsill for it to be charged by the energy of the full moon. But if you're listen- listening to this afterwards, you do not need that at all. That's just another nice little addition that you could have. And then you could also put it you know, a crystal that you resonate with self-love with that. So again, you could go for something like rose quartz because, you know, archetypally that's very much associated with love. But equally, you could use something like carnelian to add fire to your your intentions to, if you feel a bit sluggish, maybe you want like a orange or a red crystal to add passion and intention and motivation to your, to, to the um, commitment that you're making to yourself. It's entirely up to you. And then every so often, just check back in with that commitment and remind yourself that you have dedicated to yourself by writing. We've used colours, we've used words, we've used language, we've used not magic. And in fact, if you want to add a little bit of candle magic as well, you can burn a candle, again, any colour. But once again, you might want to use like pinks, reds or oranges. Let the candle burn down as you're writing to yourself and then seal your candle with a few drops of that candle. Now, if it's like a chime candle, that ch- that candle will probably like burn for like 20 minutes. So you might just sit with that candle and just let it burn down. If you've created a bigger candle, it's like never leave candles unattended, safety first always. But you can burn that candle and every, and then blow it out. And every time you blow it out, well, some people don't like to burn out candles, blow out candles. They like to snuff, snuff out the candles. I like to blow out candles because it's the ultimate way of getting our wishes. You know, you think of birthday cakes and candles. It's like we blow candles. Our breath is our breath of life. It brings us life. So blow that candle out, sending your wishes out into the universe. And then every time you light that candle, and it might take weeks or even months for that candle to burn down, know that every time you touch it, Every time you burn it, you are burning more of your intention. And just get some of that little candle wax and just seal your your intention, your scroll with your ribbon. And now you're sealing that with some candle magic too. So I think we've pretty much hit lots of that there, haven't we? <laughs> so we've got writing, we've brought in colour magic, we've brought in correspondences with the with the um, the colours, with the herb, well, the herbs or the flowers. You know, we brought in the the candle magic. And the the moon magic too. So yes, write yourself that commitment on the piece of paper with the colour of your choosing. Add some herbs or essential oils, roll it up. Oh, I forgot, not magic. We're knotting the ribbon, dripping a little bit of candle wax on it. But what's more important when you do any kind of like magic, particularly spells, what feels right for you? Set your intention at the beginning. You're setting your intention to create a deeper relationship with yourself, one where you prioritise yourself. You do the action. So you bring your intention, you bring your focus, you call in the allies to do the spell and then you release it. You release the outcome to the universe, this or something better. And so then what we do is we add to the magic by showing up and doing the work. 
by showing up for yourself daily, by being honest with yourself. When someone says, how are you? And you're like, fine. And just ask yourself, am I? Am I really fine? And again, it might not be appropriate to have like a deep and meaningful conversation with that person that might have just done it as a, you know, customary greeting. But when you stop and ask yourself, actually, am I fine? If I'm not, what's missing? What do I need to stop doing, start doing? What actually does light me up from inside? What does make me feel warm? How can I bring more of that into my life? Just starting that path of questioning steps you on the path to being much more, to be much more you, to be the magic of who you are. Okay. So again, let me know which one you're going to do and then let me know how you find doing the spell work. And if you have any questions about it at all, come over into our community because I can't wait to hear how you're getting on. So however you celebrate today, whether you do or not, may your self-love be better than any Hallmark card. And of course, in a relationship or not in a relationship, whatever you want from a relationship, however you would like to be treated, whatever you would like to receive from someone else, how can you give yourself that today? Okay, so thank you for joining me and I look forward to hearing from you and I will speak to you again very soon.